Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast where I, Joshua, and I be Ian, we watch an old movie and feel old. Feel old, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not true, it depends on the movie. This one will feel mighty young, I think. Uh, uh, (laughs) I've seen this. I have not seen No this. comment. Okay. <laughs> I don't know quite what we're getting into. I have an idea. I don't know. Uh, this week we are watching Easy Rider. Classic. Something to do with the wild one. Wait, wrong movie. Yep. Never mind. Very, very definitely the wrong movie. I would get Easy Rider, the wild one, and the wild bunch. Confused. <laughs> Having seen The Wild Bunch now, I realize my folly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but still, there's more similarities between Wild One and Easy Rider. And there's motorcycles yes. and pretty hippies. and Very pretty hippies. Yeah. But there's drugs in Easy Rider. Of course. Real drugs. It's a Dennis Hopper movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it also features a very young, very fresh-faced Jack Nicholson. And I believe his first feature film role. Nice. So, yeah. I know we have Peter Fonda Yep. as Peter Fonda. <laughs> he does nothing else, but he does it so well. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what happens here, aside from motorcycles, trip across the south? Uh, Southwest? I don't remember exactly where they are. It's a long journey, but then they're in, like, New Orleans, and there's a lot of drugs and... I haven't seen this since I was on a lot of drugs. Ah, so, so it's all I... be new to you. <laughs> Mostly. I do remember the ending, and I remember being mad at it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Not okay. because, not uh, just because it pissed me off, not because it was a bad ending for the movie, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder about uh, the hippie ideals espoused in here that uh, oh, should be have fun. not lived up 50 years later. Uh, <laughs> you mean most of them? Uh, Probably. Yeah. I, I do love the hippies, but God, they were dumb. They About as dumb as I was. On paper. <laughs> About as dumb as I was in my 20s. I mean. <laughs> well, we're all dumb in our 20s. Yep. The hippies were a whole movement of kids in their 20s, so <laughs> there you go. Affluent, privileged kids in their, <laughs> their 20s. 20s. I mean, look. One of their icons had enough money to make a movie. <laughs> there you go. A quote low budget movie because four hundred grand is a low budget movie. I can afford that. Let's make a movie, yeah. Ian. I was reading oh, up shit. on it. And I'm like, really? That's what you called low budget in the '60s? And yeah, it still was. I mean, I know it takes a lot of money and resources to make a decent quality movie. Yeah. But to then call it low budget. When... Yeah, low budget is mm. the original Halloween, which cost, what, $1,700? <laughs> yeah. That's low budget. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clerks I barely consider low budget, and that was like sixty grand. But mm. <laughs> it's still out of reach for anything I could do. I think clerks is low budget since yeah. he had to sell clerks so much to get the money yeah, to do yeah. it. You know, there was sacrifice involved in there. It wasn't just yeah. call your dad Henry Fonda and say <laughs> I want to make a movie. Totally fair. Yeah. 
sold all his comics, and now he owns a comic shop. Mm-hmm. You got them all back. Yep. You know, full circle. <laughs> we'll see how full circle Easy Rider is. Yeah, we should probably get to it. Yeah, let's see what we get so we have something to talk about that pertains to the movie. Yes. Instead of our preferred indie film stuff. <laughs> Whatever. We'll be back with intermission impressions and... Drugs. Well, you might have drugs. Uh, there will be don't drugs. Don't do that anymore. I don't know. Uh, it's about as rambling as one would expect a hippie epic to be. It's almost not rambly, though. Like, no one's talking. But when they do talk, I don't care. The <laughs> <laughs> thing sticking up to me right now is they're in the commune, and we're hearing the woman saying, oh yeah, they brought this troop of 12 people, and they wanted to take 10 pounds of rice, and we couldn't let them do that. So then they started smoking hash and wouldn't share. Well, yeah. Exactly. We didn't share with them, so they're not going to share with us, but we have a problem with that. I get their problem with that. I totally agree with their problem with that. I get it, but You come out to our space and expect to leave with our food that we need to maintain our community. Mm Mm-hmm. We understandably say, no, you can't take our food with you. And then you break out hash and there's no sharing. Like, you're in our space. True. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I feel it. Because I'm sure, like, it's the same thing with the guys. They're feeding them. They're putting them up. They're taking care of them while they're there. They just don't want to let them take rice with them. That's fine. That's legit. But if you're smoking hash while you're there, motherfucker best share. We're sharing with you. Mm -hmm. You should be sharing with us. I mean, I get that the equations that don't match up 10 pounds of rice and whatever hash they had. Yeah. Those things don't equate. I think my main hang up on that is just the drugs aspect of it. <laughs> I mean, we're we're conflating food and drugs that she's bitching about him as if it's the same thing in that context. Uh I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> There's weird not planned out hippiness here well, which were the hippies yeah i the, understand that this was the whole thing yeah. like <laughs> and they comment on that like these are all city kids and yep. they're trying to plant food in sand on a hillside <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of wherever the fuck yeah. we are because i'm lost as to where we are i feel like we architecture says new mexico landscape says nevada um but we also went, like, on a circular tour of all of Arizona before going yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. And the question is, are we anywhere else, or is this somehow still Arizona? Maybe. It's less than a week away from New Orleans. We know that much. Depending on the route you take. Just the route they're taking might take them a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm unimpressed so far. Yeah? We do have a... 1970s foreshadowing though yeah because there's cocaine 
and the transport of. Very prophetic for what came next after the hippies came crashing back down to Earth. They discovered cocaine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, uh, we have Tony Basil in here somewhere. Somewhere, yes. <laughs> Foreshadowing to the 80s. Yay, Mickey. Oh, he's so fine. So fine, it blows my mind. Hey, Mickey. Is one of these guys Mickey? Hmm. There sure is a lot of free advertising for oil companies in this movie, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. You got to stop for gas driving across the country. But do we need to see the names of the company's gas station that you're stopping at? No. I'm just trying to find motive amongst the hippies. I think that's your problem. Yep. Futile attempt. I know. <laughs> but I always do this. Hippies don't have it motive. It brings me joy. Oh, they've got motive. <laughs> their motive is to survive take care of each other they just don't really have the wherewithal to do that yeah and other things get in the way like drugs and a good time and yeah i don't know i'm unimpressed so far shall we say <laughs> not much has happened and what has happened is seems very We've driven through some, <laughs> ridden through some beautiful country. It's beautiful to look at. Yes. Very pretty scenery and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then we stop and engage in attempt at dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, it really feels like there's many egos clashing with each other, but not in any sort of exciting way. Yeah. Like when the three guys are sitting around the fire and he's just asking, where are you from? I liked his joke of, well, it's hard yeah, to yeah. say, it's a big word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he just kept going vaguer and... It's a city. Kind of douchey. All cities and... are the... Well... I mean, I get the point, all cities are the same, but yeah. they're also kind of not. Because there's uh, dynamics in each city. Yes. And if you have a more worldly view, you know that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, all cities are probably the same from what you want in life, which yeah. is to not live in the city. Yeah. So obviously they're all going to look the same to you, but they're not all the same. L.A. is wholly different from Chicago. Or from Seattle. Exactly. Or Denver. Montreal ain't Mexico City. <laughs> oh, fuck no. You know? None of them are La Paz. Oh, they're not high enough to be La Paz. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down communal chauvinism, and now I don't know why I wrote that down. I don't either. I think my general complaint with commune living is that it, there's always this level of misogyny bubbling under the surface. Yeah. It's the men who are leading the commune and have their harem around them. The lady's doing all the work. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this is 60s hippies. It was still about the white man being on top. Because he had the ideas. We've got to change the ideas from the old white man. To, to the this, new white to man. To the young white man. Yeah. Yep. My general complaints about hippies and boomers <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. Boomers got no respect. Yep. There's, I don't know, I, th I think you're expecting too much from this. Yes, yes I am. I think you're definitely <laughs> expecting too much from this. I do 
uh, like their first stop and the recognition of how beautiful it was to that they were there and living off the land and thriving, which was then juxtaposed by the hippie kids in the mountains. <laughs> Not thriving. Not yet, but... They could? They could. They could. I think that's the implication there. Mm. It's the early stage thing. Getting it going. Yeah. I get that. They didn't really care for his line of not everyone can live off the land, or however he put it. Yeah. Well, he's not wrong. Mm. Could you? Could. Again, after a rough period of figuring it out. Yeah. To me, it just sort of discounted a lot of people. Could Jeff Bezos? If properly motivated... And forced into it, because he's going to have to be forced into it. Especially at this point. Yeah. I suppose there's some people that it would take a lot more. And they Hillary would rather, Clinton? They'd rather die than do it. Could Donald Trump? Well, he probably couldn't. No, no, I'm sticking with you could do it if you got the fuck over yourself. If you didn't think of yourself as some king of your commune. You could do it yourself instead of constantly finding other people to do it for you because you're too important to do it. I think that's bullshit because the most important thing you could do is Is help other people thrive (laughs) and survive. And it's the work. (laughs) So you're not too important for it. You're in fact actually the lowest piece of scum of the human race if you think you're too important to do the important work. Yep. Everyone can do it. Everyone should have been doing it all along. And I think that's where we've gone wrong. Yeah. Perhaps to the kids for seeing that and trying to go and do it. They just haven't fully committed because of distraction. Yep. Like a traveling theater troupe. Yeah, that Are was a little weird. Or... I don't know. That. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I get we need a entertainment and leisure after a hard day's work. That is an important part of society. Yes. Very much so. But why can't we do both? Why can't we spend the day doing the work and then everyone help out with the leisure and the fun at the end of the day? Well, because some people are more suited to the leisure activities and some people are more suited to the other. Like... Because you can only choose one career path? I don't agree with that i mean Mm -hmm. look at elizabeth shoe good example she spent several years in hollywood and then left to become a nurse did that for god what 15 years or something Mm -hmm. she's back to acting again but she does both i think there's room for both there is room for both Mm -hmm. but it's not something you can't it's a lot harder to do both at the same time like true transition from the fields during the day in the day to performing at night and then when it comes to the entertainment there's the people performing who are doing the work for all the audience who is currently not doing work so is it fair to ask someone to work during the day and at night so that some people can work during the day and not at night Talking to someone who works during the day and entertains at night, this question is lost on me. Fair. We're, we're 
in the world that we live in now, post-hippie world, where those boomers <laughs> have grown up and now control everything, we're doing that shit anyways. And there's little joy and little financial freedom in that. But we're doing it. I would say there's little financial freedom. I find my joy in my work. I mean, I do too, especially the the entertaining part. Yeah, this part. I love this. <laughs> yeah. But there could be joy all around. The whole thing. Like, I don't mind working for people and then entertaining them later. Yeah. I mean, every day that get exhausting. You need a break. But I don't mind. That's my contribution. Yeah. And I can do both. I get maybe some people couldn't do both. I can I can do both. It's a matter of preference. True. And the idea of doing both while some do only one or neither is frustrating, to say the least. Hmm. I don't know. To a working millennial with multiple jobs, this is almost a slap in the face <laughs> for all these boomers who are Hey, Dennis Hopper was a hard-working motherfucker. Yeah. Peter Fonda, fine, too. I suppose. Well, maybe not as hard-working as Dennis Hopper, but... Dennis Hopper had to work harder. Yeah. It almost shows in this movie, too. Peter's a more easygoing, laid-back, roll-with-it kind of guy, and Dennis is like, you got shit to do, let's get the fuck out of here. And see, I see that as, like, Peter's present and dealing with what's right in front of him. Mm -hmm. And Dennis isn't there. He's in Mardi Gras already. Right. So he's not able to be with what's going on because he's already in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. His body just hasn't caught up yet. I'm not sure if he wants to be with what's going on. Nope, he wants to be spending that money, living it up in Nola. He wants to be partying and drugging all the time yep. and not have responsibility, basically. Yeah, that's my, that's my take on him. Peter's kind of the same way, but he understands the present responsibilities. Yeah. Doing right by the people that have taken them in and fed them. And yeah. There's pros here. But just looking at all of this 50 years later is... yeah. And where we are now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's also not your typical narrative, so we have to tease these things out of it that normally are kind of spoon-fed to us. So You're right on that. There's more a uh, challenge to the intellect to try to find... What's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And if it matters. Yeah. And if I care. <laughs> <laughs> So far, uh, Alice's Restaurant is a better hippie story than this. Uh, I said it. Do you want <laughs> We'll see how you feel at the end. Should we get back to it? Yeah, we should finish this and see if my opinion changes. All right. You know. <laughs> we haven't even met Jack Nicholson yet. So. I was wondering about that. I haven't seen him. So maybe yeah. that'll help. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I can't decide if Jack Nicholson has made this better or it just confused me more. 
Yes. Ultimately, he's made it better because there was a decent performance from him and the, the words coming out of his mouth had a... Impact. Exactly. More than what anyone else was saying. Yep. Um, we had that wonderful speech about um, freedom and how you can't really uh, talk to freedom to most people if they're uh, being bought and sold by the marketplace. Yeah. But he's telling this to two guys who are uh, delivering coke halfway across the country. No, they already delivered the coke. Right, they're, they're, um, they just have the money. They've Exactly. They were already bought and, bought and sold by the marketplace before they went on their road trip. Yep. And it's sort of redeemed at the end, kind of, when um, Captain America yeah. says we blew it. Yeah. After Billy's just going, we're rich now, because apparently that's what it was all about. Yeah, of course it was. It was to him. You get the money, and then you go retire in Florida. You get the money, and then you're free. Yeah. Get rich, and he then you're free. He wasn't free yet, yeah. He was never free. No. Not if he thought in order to be free, you had to get rich. Yeah. That set the dynamic of the two of them more. Yeah. And I appreciate that, because it, so, it was sort of there, but they just weren't giving me enough. <laughs> And then finally that... Well, you have to have it to split. It's That's the whole good. thing. You need It all comes together. Sort so do, do you feel a little better about it now? I do feel a little better okay. about it. It still doesn't sit well with me in this day and age. What do you mean? It, I see a lot of boomer privilege, white male ego stroking... Yeah, okay. Which, I mean, that was the late 60s. That was the hippie movement, pretty much. That's true. And in the end, they're still the victim. Yeah. Because, of course, they were. Yeah, I was kind of pissed off at the ending. Mm -hmm. It was abrupt and kind of stupid, I thought. Which could have worked had it led... Although, although I did, do that. I did, I definitely like. I thought more about it this time, and the fact that we watched the gas tank on Captain America's bike explode means something, because that's where the money was hidden. Is it still there? I think so. But they already went to New Orleans and did their thing, and yeah, but I don't think they the took all the money. There was a ton of money. True, there's probably like, still some left. In yeah, there's probably still quite a bit, but yeah. And then we had the acid, what the fuck. That was interesting. And it, it feels like an unfinished thing. It's well, like I gave that it to sounds him. like an acid trip. Well, <laughs> make a point. But he gave it to him saying, you know, take this at the right moment. With the right people. With the right people. And then it descended into that. Well, was that the, the right, right moment, moment with, with the, the right, right people? people that... It's subjective, I know. Yeah, and there are different things to take out of that. Like, that was the right moment with the right people for at least Captain America, because he, that's how he came to the realization that they blew it. True. Like, without that, he probably still would have just been kind of going with the flow and whatever, man. Yeah, you're right. We did kind of need that bad trip in order for anyone to have sort of a... A human development of character at all. <laughs> we still didn't get that from Billy. I wasn't really expecting it. No. It didn't seem like that was going to happen. No. I'd still 
the fact that all three of them, including Jack Nicholson, die in the end, it seemed awfully convenient and... What's the word? Mm, Stupid? Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> needless. Uh, um, Now, I get Jack Nicholson dying. Okay, explain like, this to from, me. From a I plot don't. standpoint, I guess. Um, like... That was the impetus they needed to go to the whorehouse. No, they were already planning on going to the whorehouse. No, they were planning on... No, they were going to go, like, with Jack. Or whatever the hell his name is. I'm just George. That's George. Okay, so yeah. the George, George wanted to go. The guys were kind of like, eh, whatever. George wanted to go to the whorehouse. They wouldn't mm. necessarily have gone to the whorehouse had George not died. Because they did it to honor him. Okay. They might have gotten to New Orleans and like George would have run off to the whorehouse and they would have gone out and done this stuff in the streets like they ended up doing with the girls. But I don't think they would have taken that extra step to the whorehouse first. Are you sure about that with Billy? I'm not sure, but I'm reasonably... I feel like there was talk Billy about... might have, but Captain America wouldn't have. True. But he I had no interest in it anyways. Of, yeah. You know, spending the money. Yeah. And I thought they were supposed to get a good meal when they got to New Orleans. That did not look particularly appetizing. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It did not look particularly appetizing. It I could be very wrong, but... strange and jarring. All of a sudden, we're in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, boom. Well, there's a lot of that in this. Yeah, but in the beginning, at least, there's picturesque views on the road as we sort of gradually well, yeah. make our way to our next destination. Well, that's true. And, and then it then... just kind of like... There we are. And then, yeah. boom, big city, We here we go. Yeah, the last... The big city that looks like every other city, you know. That mm. just couldn't help but notice with that conversation in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, every city looks the same. We're on our way to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely does Which not look of, the same. Yeah. Every city in the world, <laughs> New Orleans is pretty unique. Yeah, yeah. It did feel kind of smashed together at the end, but I suppose that could be kind of deliberate. Like, they're showing, they're juxtaposing the openness of the road, the wide... The take your time. The take your time. And then you get to the city and everything's just kind of smashed together, like super cut. Yeah. Yeah. Though the jump cuts throughout this movie, I really hated. Uh, They were rather jarring. Those three-frame things, and I don't get why we needed those at all. Except maybe in the big city, then I could see them having... Because you're expecting your audience to be on drugs. (laughs) Fair point. Too sober for this Definitely makes a difference. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't expect anyone to watch this movie sober. Although, I did watch this movie on drugs back in the day, and it's still, I don't... Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't get it. I'm not going to claim to get it. But I don't think there's anything to get. (laughs) That's where but I'm is at. that the point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. There's things in here, though, about, like, respect. Yeah. And culture clashes and yes. stuff. Like, when they go to that cafe, and there's all the girls fawning over him right next to the local guys. The sheriff. Talking the... shit about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that all the guys talking shit didn't have their hats off when they were sitting at the table. Yeah. But all of them they had their hats off before they sat down and that was like a respect thing yeah you know earlier at the first family they met with the the interracial family yeah 
He told him. Take your hat off at the dinner table. Yeah. We're saying grace. Yep. That carried on of this sort of respect thing. The locals, the squares, the non-free people, they don't have respect. And they have a point there, because there was nothing but disrespect to these people who were just coming in and patronizing your business. Yeah. And giving you money. Yeah. I thought that's what this whole thing was about, was about money in the end. Of course it is. Well. (sighs) How big of a profit did this movie make? (sighs) Whole fuck done. hundred thousand percent or something something ridiculous it made several million dollars mm-hmm. many now, many millions now i do have a question yes where did bogart come from i've often wondered this but that term bogarting your joint yeah yeah bogarting the the bowl where did that come from no clue it's the only bogart i know is humphrey and i don't think he ever smoked a joint maybe but he wasn't known for that. No, he was definitely So he would not be known to yeah. hang on to it longer than he needed to. Side note, it came up because of that song yeah, they yeah. were playing. It just made me wonder yet again, because I still don't know. Didn't you, didn't you tell me that most of the budget in this movie was uh, licensing rights for music? I think I read that this morning. That, that, most that sounds of it about right. There are a lot of songs in this movie. A lot of the hippie songs. A lot songs. of the hippie songs, yeah. And what effect they have, I don't, I don't know. I, I get it puts it in that They time. set the mood. It sets the mood of sort of your folky yeah. hippiness. But I, I don't know. Clearly this movie was not made for us. No. In our generation. <laughs> Definitely not. It's, yeah. It, it does raise some interesting points. Uh like the whole freedom, the representation of freedom and versus those that are bought and sold and the fear of that freedom makes them dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something we're living with right now. Yeah. Uh, that is very relevant to today. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was hashed out a bit more in here. I wish it was hashed out a little bit more anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Good point. <laughs> But yeah, here it would just the fact that, you know, they're all trying to go out and find that freedom and then they all die in the end. It's almost like this strange catch 22 of go looking for it because it's going to end bad. Uh, Yeah. Another foreshadowing of the 70s. That's the message in the money (laughs) world, man. You can't go looking for freedom because you'll fucking die. But money is freedom. So how come you're looking for money? If money is freedom, but you can't go looking for money because you'll die while you're no, looking for money. you can't look for money or freedom outside of money, man. Ah, money is the is. only possible freedom. There it is. Yeah. That's what I was hoping if you look, for. If you look for money, if you, <laughs> if you look for money, if you look for freedom outside of money, you'll fucking die. I don't know. I still think it was better than Alice's Restaurant. In the end, yeah, there's at least more uh, point. <laughs> And that's saying something, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not a fan of hippie movies. <laughs> no, not really. I get what you're I mean, we've trying to do here. Two, two of the biggest ones, and so far, not impressed. No, they've not held up. No. There's, there's meat there, and there's important concepts being addressed. They're just not being addressed in the right way. That sounds like the whole hippie movement. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are partly where we are today. 
and not in that ideal that the hippies were espousing 50 years ago. Yeah. They weren't going about it the right way. Still aren't. Yeah, we still aren't. But I think we're getting closer. Yeah. That's part of what keeps me going. Mm Mm-hmm. But the like the consequences of us not succeeding at it are even worse now than they were then. Uh, well, it feels that's, like that's the man, know, man, the money man. He's trying to fucking kill us because we're trying to be free. That's what it is, man. Just stop trying to be free and take the money. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but don't you have the freedom to? make other people not free so you have their money so that you're more free or something Sorry, that whole money just, equals freedom we, thing we have a patreon really don't we me. we do have a patreon uh, if you want to support us because <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit about freedom we just want the money <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> slash cracker classic uh, do we want to end the episode? Um, yeah, let's. Yeah. All right. That was a natural progression. Cool. Uh, we have us a website. Ad supported Twitter. <laughs> at Cracker Classics. Uh, find us wherever you find your podcast. Go to crackerclassics.com, a web address we bought. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Thank you, folks. Bye.